0: to Another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co host Jay Rosales. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are into the second week of July, uh, the first full week post Kauai. Um, so joining with me is my co host Dre. Happy belated birthday, buddy. We missed you on Saturday. What's going on?
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, uh, News report, uh, we're, we're all still alive. We're all stu- still doing okay. Uh, the Raptors still exist as an organization. <laughs> we survived the the kawhi apocalypse, so uh, we're here. Um, everything's going okay. And I guess because I didn't have my two cents last week, best of luck with the Clippers, Kawhi. You and Paul George are going to be a scary duo. Raptors, we're going to be all right. We won enough games without him. Uh, we still have a really good core, and we can grow to an even better team. We'll figure this out. Yeah man. You know, best of luck to Kawhi Daddy Green, uh both LA bound on different teams. And Raptors, we're still here. Still got a podcast. <laughs> still uh, defending still champions. Good. Still defending champions. Still defending champions. Uh currently for a hot minute we the best. Uh Jason, what do you think? How's hey, it going? Hey man, uh, yeah, we did totally miss you,
2: but I wasn't gonna wake, I wasn't gonna call you and be and be the bearer of bad news because it was your birthday. I uh, happy belated birthday, but we want to well, know, man. You. Like everyone knows that like, what we were going through, we were. I mean, Jay and I couldn't really sleep anymore because of the news. So, like, how did you find out, bro? How did how, what was your reaction when you first heard the news?
1: Well, I woke up to a bunch of messages and. I was like, oh, you know, it's my birthday. I have family members in Australia, South Africa, Greece, America, all over the place. So, you know, I get them at various times. Yeah. So, I, you know, I saw some tweets. I saw some texts, Facebook Messenger um, messages, I guess, to be redundant. And I was like, okay, these are all birthday messages. And actually actually know the majority of them were, yo, dude, Kawhi left. How are you doing? And it's like, <laughs> I was asleep, but, you know, here I am. In all honesty, I think because I was wavering between he's staying, he's not staying, he's staying, he's not staying, I had a feeling he wasn't staying as much as I had a feeling that he was staying. So I'm not completely blindsided. And, you know, if he joined the Lakers and made a super team, that would have annoyed me because for once we have parody in the NBA, it would have gone for parody, P-A-R-I-T-Y to parody p-a-r-o-d-y if he joined the lakers because then it would just be stupid <laughs> it would just be a big laugh right and you know this is the first time since the miami heat big three that we we can successfully say who's gonna win oh i have zero idea who's gonna make it to the finals what doesn't that, so i mean this th- is exciting. doesn't
2: that make it so much more interesting and so much more exciting yes. to be like a basketball fan like on the other side uh it would be it'd be nice it you know, being a Raptors fan, it kind of sucks because we couldn't hold the literally the best player in the world at this moment. But as a basketball fan, as a, as a, a NBA fan, the fact that there's no super steam and the fact that there are so many teams that could possibly come out the East and the West it makes it just so much more compelling to watch, to to get like league pass, to uh, talk about the NBA, not just for each other's team, but as a basketball fan, you know. Like it, there is like a grieving period, and no, I know this. Is, it's been a week since since Kawhi. Now we know that Kawhi is a Clipper, but thinking about it now, I mean the Raptors are still going to be contenders. And you never know, you know, at the end of the day, we never even knew that Kawhi was going to be a Raptor. You don't know how this team's going to end up um, at the end of the year next year. You know, like, so it's just the, the fact that everyone's kind of shrugging their shoulders to see who is going to win the NBA championship. It's fun. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah. And like, you, you look at all the different um, uh, permutations that have come out of, in, in combination with what happened last season and now what's happened in this insane free agency period i mean look at all the dynamic duos you have out there and you know you think about um whenever i'm seeing tweets or or other reporters talking about you know who's the best duo in the nba there's about 10 different duos listed and none of them are raptors now that's kind of sad as a raptors fan but insane to look at, at at a glance. I mean, this time last year, LeBron had just announced that he was going to the Lakers. A year later, he's now joined by, with Anthony Davis, and that is not even, probably not even, like, the the, the, the head and shoulders best team in the league. Mm-hmm. If I told you that a year ago, you'd have been like, oh my gosh, they're together? Forget it. It's over. That's your super team. No. <laughs> a super team is not just two stars. I mean... What we have now left in like look, look at Golden State, right? I mean, now they've that's been that's not even reduced a super team. To... That was that,
1: that's not even a super team. And they have Thompson, you know, um, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and D'Angelo Russell. But I wouldn't even say that's a super team because they lost KD, they lost Iggy. They lost a lot of core pieces. I wouldn't even say that's a super team.
0: Living you're class. you're absolutely right. I I agree with you, right? And like you look at the, the on, on the other side of the finals, like with, with the Raptors. I mean, this is not to to shun what what Siakam and Lowry have done over the past year. They that is a dynamic duo. It's just the the names that are ahead of them in terms of like superstar power. It's it's insane to look at at a glance, right? So. Uh, this is the time i remember when i first started writing uh, a few years ago i had said that there's an idea that this idea that i had about having uh, a real life nba jam tournament about having like instead of all-star weekend you turn all-star week for example into like this this (laughs) this thing where every every team sends you know their three best players you know two on the court and one as a sub and you do like an nba jam tournament and the winner of that tournament like Get to buy into like the conference finals or something like that, oh, something man. ridiculous like that. But
2: <laughs> I think sh- about there definitely should be I- a two-on-two tournament in the Saturday
0: Saturday Night All Star Weekend. Yo, that would be so sick! Right, just call it be- NBA Jam or something. And also, then it's like it—it it doesn't matter what team you are, as long as you got two decent players, right? You imagine like the Suns—they're the worst team in the league, but they show up well, with Booker and Aton, Forget it, man. That's that's true. that's a quality yeah. team. Yeah. No, right? that's
1: very true, man. Compared to like what the okay, not the Jazz now, but the Jazz last year could have offered, I would have gone Suns. Even though as a team, I would never go the Suns, you know. <laughs> but I mean, that's a fair point. It's it's definitely a dark horse. It's a it's a wrench thrown into everything. I like it.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and and that can be, a, and that I can totally see that turning into a, a, a pod on, on its own. But but what I was trying to get at was that like I mean. He, you hit it on the head, Dre. I mean, there's so much parody in the league now, and like, it makes me wonder. And, and I'm sure a lot of Raptors fans are are wondering, like, kind of what happens now, right? I mean, I think that's the big question that, that that's hanging over everyone's heads. And I, I guess to, I want to throw the question over to you guys in terms of what do you guys feel like? Do you think we should a you know, stick with the team that we've got because now we've, we've, we've got 14 roster spots filled. We can basically go with this team going into next season, keep that last roster spot open. Um, but yeah, do you guys think that we should kind of run it back, keep the, the, the core that we've got, um, and, and kind of keep our eyes towards 2020 and 2021 when our books are clean and, you know, specifically 2021 when, like, there are a ton of, of free agents, uh, amazing free agents available. Or uh. Do we make some moves um, and and try to, um, I wouldn't necessarily say tank, but like, um, I I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of things out there in terms of like the expiring contracts of Lowry and Gasol and Ibaka. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering, does any of that talk kind of... um, um, spark any interest to either of you um, J- uh, jay let's start off with you uh
2: not not really i mean i feel like this team does deserve to run it back on their own like there's going to be a lot of arguments about you know Kawhi leonard is the one who brought them to the promised land and arguably so obviously he's the best player in the world so yes like he would definitely helped but he helped the this raptors team become champions you still Ooh. got lowry you still got gasol Baca, and now that they're all they, I, I was talking this on the combo guards. Kawhi Leonard kind of gave the entire team like this, this dust of of all star, this dust of championship. Now, everybody is now uh, a champion. Right. So even if we we decided to, uh, you know, get these as trade assets, if we're going to say trade Serge Baca, the other team would be like, you know what, this guy is a champion. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I feel like with the roster we have, I don't know. I can't say and won't be confident to say that we can go to the Eastern Conference Championship. But do I think that we can make the playoffs? Yes. Do I think that these guys deserve to run it back uh, as a team that they have now? Yes, absolutely. And we have done moves uh, already. Messiah has been working hard to get wing players, to get defenders um, in order for us to contend out. I don't think Masai is ever going to be a um, tanking team, tanking GM or president. He's always going to mm-hmm. throw a good product out there. He's always going to give us a chance. And I think that's that pays dividends to how the Raptors play as well. They every every time you can you can tell that you know the the players are taking into consideration that these guys gave me a chance. Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, all these guys are not known players but they are given chances by this team. So I feel like if this team has been is going to be given a chance to show uh, that they still can contend, I think it's worth it especially the fact that they are they just reached being a champion, I think they deserve to run it back on their on on
1: their own. Yeah, I I fully agree. I also think it would be a complete disservice and a lack of respect if Masai took a championship team and because of what happened with Kawhi leaving, severed it. First off, this was a a pack of people who had a complete commitment to us secondly it basically designates the rest of the team as non-champions in his eyes if he did that right right well kawhi's gone now we're not going to do it again we have to break the pack and most importantly it's a disservice to all of toronto and to players like lowry who have you know busted ass being on this team this entire time so when I learned the logistics of the Kawhi trade, learning that we might have lost Lowry, or we might have lost Ibaka, or we might have lost Siakam, and he said, no, I highly respect that because I love Kawhi. He's one of my all-time favorite players. Top 10, maybe even top five. I love the fact that we won a championship with him. He will remain one of my favorite Raptors and an honorary Raptor in my heart. Do I want to ruin this core team that personifies, like, just... The Raptors' essence, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So, with with that in mind, I honestly think, as as you said, Jason, keep this core team. There's going to be big prospects in the near future. I'm talking to the like. Don't sever it yet. See what this team is like as is. Because if we can remain solid, maybe next year's free agency when we don't have a Kawhi needing to make a last-minute decision, we can recruit somebody big. yeah. And there's no reason to go full Wizards right now, especially because we've won a championship. Why should we dismantle everything over one player? Sure, he's the first guy to win an MVP and leave, but there's no reason to discredit Lowry's final game, Van Vliet showing up for the Bucks and the Warriors series, Siakam playing his crazy first finals appearance. There's no reason to discredit any of that. I think we should stay as, as is.
2: And I also think that, that the, the effect of being a champion is going to play, play dividends in the future. If we think looking at the reports, like you said, Dre, if, if we were going to give up, let's say Larry Siakam and a crap ton of draft picks, maybe we have a chance of winning another championship, maybe two, maybe three, but, if that means that we're going to be crap for the next 6 years after the fact and then knowing that we're going to be crap and OKC is the one who's benefiting uh, from our crappiness, then it's it's kind of hard to say because like what what are we going to what, what are we going to be like 40 and then this team is finally going to start rebuilding the the fact that we had to leverage our future and a, and a couple of a uh, key players for uh, Kawhi for maybe one or two years I don't know if it was worth it. I I really don't. I feel like if there was a deal that was proper uh, to Masai, obviously I feel like he was going to do it because it's Kawhi Leonard, right? You don't skip on a chance to get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but if it was to get you know give them multiple first rounds until like 2028, I don't think that was I don't think it's worth it at all. I feel like this this was the right move to stay pat.
0: I get a feeling that we're we're getting there's a bit of deja vu here that a lot of people are missing out on, and what I mean by that is uh, exactly what you just described, Jay. Right? If 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 the right package comes along, then you do it. But I wonder if your answer or if Masai's answer is different. Had we not won a championship, because my thinking is that um, Masai was basically in the same position last year. He was given the opportunity to quote-unquote, break up the core, right? And that core being DeMar DeRozan and saying, listen, i the face of the franchise. This is going to hurt. I'm going to lose a lot of uh, Raptors fans with this. If I trade away DeMar DeRozan, it doesn't matter who I'm getting back in return. The fact that I'm trading away the face of the franchise for a chance at a championship. This is the same thing he faced, right? Um, and it's ironic that it's it has to, again, Do with uh, it has to do with Kawhi, but on the other side now it's like, okay, to meet with Kawhi's you know supposed demands to leverage the future. The easy answer is no, but I'm like I'm thinking also, had we not won the championship, maybe he considers it because that's what the ultimate goal is, and that's why he made the trade last year of trading away DeMar DeRozan. That decision was probably a little easier, obviously in hindsight, uh, but I know us here on the pod i mean we we were all for this um, while others weren't uh, from the get-go um but yeah i mean if i think about okay well if we had to give up siakam and, and van vliet um for a chance at winning our first championship maybe i would consider it but now that we are champions hell no i don't want to leverage <laughs> that i mean i mean you guys you guys are you guys were kind of alluding to it earlier about how you don't want to break up this core but you know what our core is slowly changing our core um Mm -hmm. you know used to include Laurier. it still does now but by this time next year he is the likelihood of him not being a raptor needs to start setting into some people's minds because he might get traded before the trade deadline um because he is one of those expiring contracts i mean i I know i agree with you guys We, we shouldn't be breaking up Uh, this team and and they are a solid team. They should absolutely, they're absolutely, you know, good enough to make the playoffs and probably good enough to be, uh, to have a home court advantage. However, those are three big names uh, with expiring contracts and you don't, want to lose them for free mm-hmm. so the, the 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 discussion will happen you know specifically around january as we get closer and closer to that trade deadline is okay if the raptors are middling around you know five, sixth place seventh place um you know there there really isn't a, a an opportunity to get a championship do you keep riding this team and just you know kind of go through the motions and possibly be out in the first round or do you try to get some value back? Now, the, the trades that, that are possible out there that have been thrown around out there, none of them are good. Like, No one is going to be happy with with the kinds of trades that people are, are saying. And and, uh, and we can go into those, but we, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. But like, I think that just the reality that we might be losing these guys for free should start settling into people's minds because then that means we should probably be open to the possibility of trading these guys.
2: And here's another thing. Masai has done all these crazy moves. We can talk about Kawhi, talk about Marc Gasol, We can talk about Serge Baca. Uh, all the moves that he's done in his tenure. He's basically done it with like hands tied behind his back. With keeping with the mm-hmm. core, right? Now the fact that he has a chance to make this his team. Like complete his team. I, I feel like that's worth seeing as a Raptor fan. Um, we give so much trust in a man that basically, you know, did wonders for this team, uh, with very little options, and we got a championship out of it. So I want to see what Masai does. I want to see when everything, all the books are cleared, what he can do with a clean, su- a, a clean sweep of of the books. Uh, and I just want to see him work his magic. I, I really do feel like he, if anybody is capable and is um, worth seeing what he can do uh, in the in for our future. It's Masai Ujiri. That's that's why I want to make sure that we don't take on any crappy salary uh, just just to be like a contender now. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I like Mas- Masai Ujiri a lot. Okay, that's an understatement. I love Masai. You know, amazing. He's a risk taker, but he's not an idiot. Like You're right. He will make big moves, but as you said, he's not going to do some really Knicks or, I love them, but Timberwolves-related moves where it's like boneheaded. His moves are always risky, but that's why he passed on the Kawhi Leonard uh, proposition that he made. Because it effectively could have been boneheaded. These are two players who are amazing, don't get me wrong but very susceptible to injury. And what if they both go down? We've got nothing. Right? And so, the, the
2: biggest swing and miss from Masai was what? Bruno Gaboclo. And the thing is, he's still playing right yeah. now. He's actually playing pretty well. So the fact that he, that that is his like dark horse is very, very, very impressive.
1: Right. And it's not <laughs> like, because I know a lot of people were saying, okay, the biggest boneheaded move last year was Jeremy Lin. Look, we didn't know what a game in the playoffs with Jeremy Lynn would have looked like because we didn't have to use him. You're the right. point is, we had him in case both Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry were in the hot seat or injured. And that became a very likely scenario in some games when they were both in foul trouble. But, you know, the fact that the guy didn't play and, oh, he's a waste, this and this. We won a championship. It's not a waste. We literally didn't need to use him. You know, if it, was, it would have been a waste if, you know, if it was this big. What if we lost in the finals? We could have done something different. We didn't need to do anything different. So, you know, even then, it's like you can't you can't even say that's like a bad move because in hindsight, you know, it was leverage when that could have been no disrespect, a person whose name we don't even recognize. Where so it's like, who is this guy? You have to get familiar with them. Oh, he went to UCLA this and this whatever but like I, at the end of the day like I was like I was saying he never does anything that makes you go why the hell did you do that yeah. why would you trade so many players for such and such I don't understand why would you give Max Wiggins a max contract that's that's not salt I, I, okay it is but uh you know why <laughs> you know we've never had that level of Oh my God, Masai Ujiri! What the hell are you doing?
0: Actually, there was one. I can think of one. Okay. What's that? When you drafted Siakam, I had no idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, nor Come than, on, nor than guys, anybody. Come on, you guys else. can't
0: say that you were like, that. was that? It? Nor than anybody else, man.
2: No yeah, one knew. I was, was all. Basketball.
0: I was all on. Yo, Deontay Davis from from Michigan State oh i wanted it i was like it was kind of like when when og fell to us i was like yeah you better draft OG because like this guy was supposed to be a lottery pick and whatever and you better do it don't do the siakam thing <coughs> and i was so wrong on you know i doubted him and he, he corrected that by drafting og and i totally got him wrong on the whole siakam yeah, thing man. so i i will admit Ray, i have made the mistake of doubting him and, and questioning why he did a certain thing
1: where you are like, what good is he gonna be with with Jakub Purtle? Like, you have, you made a good move, and now Siakam, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> and
2: and I also think that we we have we can't take away the fact that a lot of moves that he's done is are the moves, or a lot of positive that he's done for this franchise are the moves that he hasn't gone through with. I, e., I, I guess maybe the Kyle Lowry wasn't Masai, but this could be one of them. The fact that we didn't go through with the whole. Um, Kawhi thing uh you know it goes to the fact that maybe we were still like third in the pecking order for Kawhi, but i feel like there has to be a lot of moves that that Masai didn't do in order f- to keep this franchise uh future proof
0: so yeah that's something i wish that you know any former gm or former president or former coach would have the balls enough to to kind of open up about. Can you imagine that? Like, like yeah. think about someone like yeah. I don't know, let's say Jeff Van Gundy and him just like totally opening up about all the trades that he he that came across his table that he overheard when he was coaching the Knicks, let's say back in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear that stuff. I would sit down and listen to podcasts like that all day long. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's that was the value in in Danny Green's podcast. Is he gave us uh you know those eyes and those ears inside the locker room or, like, what's actually happening on the parade bus and things like that. Like, I'm going to miss that dude, man. Like, I'm actually, still going to hey, listen quick, to his podcast.
1: But, quick aside, yeah. can you imagine how nuts it's going to be in the Lakers locker room with LeBron and Anthony Davis? That toxicity, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I'm still
2: going to listen <laughs> to Inside the Green Room, for sure. Just just to... Like he's going some... to have
0: LeBron and he's going to have AD on his show. Like, oh, man, it's going to be... Yeah,
1: yeah, I I don't want Sergio Ibaka to be traded, but can you imagine if he did? Then he, LeBron, beef penis, and all of that—it would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: shoot. well, I mean, and I guess, I uh, I guess along those same lines of like you know the the moves that that Masai has made and and hasn't made, um, there is that one extra roster spot, and I'm I'm wondering if you guys think that we should fill it with someone. And if we do fill it with someone, um, we have two minor holes that need filling. One is a third point guard, and another one is another uh, forward. I I question a little bit about the forward, because I think with assuming that Boucher makes a little bit of an improvement there, we already have two starters, essentially, in Gasol and Ibaka. Mm -hmm. And then Siakam's got the other spot. So um, I kind of for me at least I'd prefer a third point guard rather than uh, another forward but um, I don't know what you guys think do you think we leave the spot open do you think we go for for one of these guys that are out there I mean Sean Livingston has just been waived yeah, I really like Trey, the Sean Trey Livingston Lyles is unrestricted yeah. you like who?
2: I like. I really like the Livingston possibility I don't know how much he's going to go for but I'm not sure if he's going to go for like veteran minimum uh, maybe he might be a little bit
0: too we, have, st- we actually have more we actually we? have more than the, the vet minimum because of um specifically the rhj signing um went for the minimum rather than what we were assuming was something a lot higher than that like something like using our um our one of our exceptions um yeah he came in at the league minimum so we saved a lot there and we we have Hmm. a bit to spend here on our final rush spot but yeah you seem to like livingston I do for sure um dre who do you think what do you think
1: we should livingston's do? a good pick i mean if you're looking at point guards honestly anybody but russell westbrook <laughs> a great guy a team divider for sure i know he's on the market right now um not that we had a chance in hell anyways but like i'm sure if things looked better on that front that would be something that Masai would have gone for uh livingston's great it's a backup of a backup that veteran presence i mean like the, the dude's a journeyman but he's been a part of some great organizations I believe he's got championships to his name. You know To me the guy's a really good option and you if you want further proof outside of like the, the, the few mistakes you might have spotted the highlights of of the of the finals. I mean the dude was a liable. You know, so I, I go Livingston as well.
0: Um I'm surprised you didn't uh, bring up the name that you mentioned earlier. Bruno Caboclo's out there, buddy.
2: <laughs> oh, oh yeah! still out there.
0: I believe he is. I oh my know. god! But um, who I, you know was also
2: <laughs> still out there? Uh, Kyle Culver Oh, is he? I thought he. he,
1: been, he is I he thought he got. Out? I thought
0: he got bought. Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so if he's out there, that means he has been bought out. But, but I, my, I'm under the understanding he has not been bought out yet. I swear, I could be too wrong. Yeah, I could. I could. Some, be someone a do a quick Google search. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah. Oh is, I
2: would love to have Kyle Corver. He is well is it... considering signing with the Los Angeles Lakers, but because they just signed Danny Green, I'm yeah. not too sure if Corver is going to be
0: going there anyways. Oh, they need all the shooters they could get. Um I, I think that I mean quick tangent here, I I think the Lakers are a little overrated.
1: Uh, well, yeah. I mean we all know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay, maybe own. not. <laughs> maybe we don't all agree. <laughs>
0: No, everyone's, everyone's going to come at I I know it. Once the season gets closer, everyone's going to be all excited about LeBron and AD, and I get it. They're worth it. It's just uh, are there enough shooters, basically, yeah. right, so around LeBron? The
1: and, bench yeah. is locking.
2: At this point, Korver yeah. Yeah, was traded to the Jazz and to the Memphis Grizzlies, and then now he's traded to Phoenix for in that Josh Jackson oh. deal, but then Phoenix waived him uh waived so his he is partially guaranteed contract and now he's on the market. Yeah. So the front yeah, runners he was, front runners was, are he was. Lakers, Sixers and Bucks. Uh,
1: I don't see any no, it's I don't gonna see be Lakers any... like yeah. no doubt. It's gonna be the Lakers. I he should that. go back to the 76ers, retire where he started.
2: Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. But no, I, I'm intrigued of, of that uh concept I I think the Lakers are really, really good. It could be the whole glitz and glamour and it could just be the names on the paper. But I'm very excited to watch this team. Uh, I feel like the that whole battle in L.A. the Clippers is all about the the best defensive line I've ever seen. But that yeah. Lakers team, uh, with LeBron running point, and you have that tandem of AD and Boogie, uh, in the in the front court, like that's gonna be kind of scary, don't you think? I mean, I'm sure also, it's a little overrated, but I like oh, man, I'm excited to watch that team.
0: No, I don't think it's overrated. It's just it's it just I think we've learned from, from those Miami Heat teams, um, and and a little bit from the, those Cavs teams. What if you want LeBron to thrive, you want like surround him with shooters. They didn't do that last year in the Lakers. They kind of did it. Like there are some shooters there, like obviously Diane Green and uh Troy Daniels is good, but I don't know if there are enough shooters there to kind of put him over the top. Mm-hmm. If they pick up a corver, that does change the the math a bit. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I guess we'll have to see where Corver goes, but yeah. uh, Dre, what do you think?
1: Uh, well, first off, when I said that the Lakers are overrated, I think they're good. I think they're scary good, but destined to immediately waltz their way into the finals? No, nah, I think that the league's got a lot more there, and I think I would I would rank them maybe in the top ten, but not in the top five deadliest teams oh. out there right now. So, before... but um,
2: yes, so, no, no, sorry, go go ahead, Dre. Uh,
1: secondly. Uh, one thing I and I guess everybody else has to remember: uh, Boogie Cousins wasn't a hundred percent last year. He's going mm-hmm. to be better this year, yes. so I don't know. Maybe that'll be pretty threatening. Um, what was the initial question?
2: <laughs> no, it was just more of the the, <laughs> the 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 fact or what your thoughts are on the Lakers. I think that they're going to be pretty good. I I feel like the consensus is they're a little bit too they they've been given too much love, but that's okay. I understand. It's it's just more that yeah. I I feel like the the whole. I mean. AD and Boogie were, were so good on the Pelicans in the beginning of the year before Boogie got injured. And the fact And that you, Rondo. And Rondo, yeah. And Rondo's going to be, well, I guess, backup point guard for the Lakers now.
0: I got stats for you. Ooh. Go on, finish your thought.
2: But, no, I I was just saying, like, I, I like how you brought up that uh, walking through the, through the finals because I'm like – Tyler. I, is his name Tyler Ennis on the 76ers? Thinking that he's going to walk, oh, yeah. walk right into the, the finals. That's – that's an interesting take. I can't I can't say, you know, I'm not gonna you have to have confidence in your team for sure, but ooh, that's that's some big shoes to fill right there, bro.
0: That's uh some bulletin board material. Um I think okay, before we delve a little deeper into this, I think we should probably take a quick break. Um because we're we're about to delve into all these teams and how they've improved and not and who's got the best team and all that. But let's take a quick break. All right. So um, we were talking about the Lakers and talking about like, you know, the makeup of their team. But I think it leads into a much bigger question in terms of like, what do you guys think or who do you guys think are is is the best team in each conference? I mean, we we touched a little bit about the Sixers before the break and Mm -hmm. touched a lot about the Lakers. Um, But Dre, uh, let's start with you. Like, I guess, starting off in the in the West. Oh my we god. Who's um, the best team in the West? Or should we start off with the East? I don't know. You started out, man. You pick.
1: I mean, I'm not doing this because our, our guy went there, but that Clippers lineup. Yes. Let's think about this. The Clippers made a reasonably healthy Warriors with most of their men intact lose two games in the first round with... Two sixth men of the year which a lot of people had a problem with but it's not sixth or seventh. It's just the title. I I get it. It makes sense. You've got Doc Rivers a pretty decent starting five that's now turned into a monstrous all positions on the floor front and back crazy starting five with Doc Rivers. It's the most exciting team in the West. I'm going to go with the Clippers. I don't even care that that team. Outside of some really bad stuff like the Donald Sterling being an idiot, racist, moron, and other purposeful takings and bad organizations, I respect how the Clippers are usually run. They're usually very textbook, with the coaching and everything very clean. I like them as an organization. They're no glitz and glam. They just get right down to it. And that's exactly what this lineup looks like with all of these pieces, like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Very level-headed, very threatening. This is going to be an insane team. I'm so excited for that team. Oh yeah,
0: I would even add the fact that their two players last year, Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell, are both now. I mean, they were coming off the bench for them last year, but now they're coming off the bench like, not because they provide energy or whatever. That that's a given, but like they're legit not good enough for their starting lineup. So, right. That team is is stacked, man. Um, Jay, what do you think? Who's your, uh, who's, your who's your team of choice?
2: That, honestly, the Clippers are just so crazy, man. Like you can you can't forget about Zubac either. Zubac is pretty it's right. He played really well for the Lakers and the fact that the Clippers got to steal him away is is insane. The fact that they have that center, uh they still got Landry Shamet um, like you said, Montrez Harrell. Then you got Patrick Beverly, and like that team is gonna be so crazy defensively. It's it's not even funny, man. I don't know what besides the LA Lakers. I don't know what can penetrate that that defense. I want to give a little love to. Um, I gotta give a little love to the. I guess the lower seeds from last year, the Pelicans and the Mavericks. I feel like the Pelicans, like you. Yes. that's gonna be a. It's it's just young guns, right? It's all young guns, and you can't really take away the fact that Zion is is a generational player. So it, that was that's going to be interesting. And the Mavericks, you you got Kristaps coming back, right? And there's just so many teams. It's so hard to pick. It's a crapshoot. Like you still got the Warriors, the Nuggets are still there, the Rockets, the Jazz is getting a lot of love, Clippers, Lakers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Ma- like it's the the Western Conference. Is nuts. It's always been Warriors and then whoever's was two to eight, but now it's like one yep. through 12. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's crazy. Coming back to the Utah Jazz though, I feel like they're, yeah. they're, a, to me, I think that they're just a little overrated. I feel like they're they've, they've done they've no no see but this is the like thing Jay. they've they've done well, a lot. That's my lot, choice, yo. I know, but they've done a lot of a lot of great great moves. I feel like they because I was thinking about this the other day. The team that got a lot of love and last year, uh, okay, let me ask you this: Who was the team that got a lot of love last year and flamed out?
0: The Denver Nuggets.
2: Hmm. Maybe in the beginning of the year. I don't know if Deborah Nuggets got so much left. So I was thinking the Boston Celtics were crazy oh, yeah. over oh, yeah. Right in the beginning. Absolutely. I'm talking about the league wide. I'm afraid, oh, I'm afraid. I was talking about flaming uh, out in the playoffs. Sorry, oh, sorry. okay. Fair. But I'm I'm just afraid that Utah is the Boston Celtics of this year. I feel like they, everyone loves him right now. And granted, they are really good. They got Conley, they got Spider Mitchell, but I just don't know if they can they can beat someone like the Clippers or the Lakers or the Warriors. I I don't know if they're they're there yet. I feel like they're just getting a little bit too much love for my for my taste.
0: No, I I, I know the the Celtics thing was was a bit of a surprise to a lot, but I. I I kind of hope we can pull up one of our old pods because I'm pretty sure at least I was. I, I'm feeling at least one of you were a little skeptical about those Celtics mm. because... I
1: never was on board with the Celtics. I thought yeah. they were a toxic team.
0: Yeah, I was pretty Everybody's sure it wasn't sorry. just me alone. Like, I felt like two of us felt a little skeptical. Like, we were a little hesitant to say, hey, they're not just going to go out and win the championship, conference championship. We still got to see how Kyrie Irving gels with those new guys. Um, But anyways, that's hindsight's 2020. I agree with you in terms of like the the Celtics were a little bit overrated to start. Um, My, my argument, as you can probably guess, is that the jazz don't follow that Um, adding Mike Conley. Like this guy is forever underrated and he's, you know, for any point guard that has to get by him somehow then has to run into Rudy Gobert. Are you kidding me? Like, The, their their defensive lineup is is amazing they're always they've always been a top three defense over the last couple of years specifically with Rudy Gobert there mm-hmm. um, and you add in a shooter like Bogdanovich alongside Ingles like and then you've got Donovan Mitchell who can you know iso whenever it's needed yeah. uh, this team is just insanely good up and down the roster and they're deep Um, I think that they are, you know, I think they will be the ones that get overly hyped and possibly to your point, Jay, possibly too hyped. But for now, I've, I've got them as, as the team with, you know, at least the most continuity if you compare them to the Clippers or the Lakers. Um, they don't obviously don't have the star power of those two teams, but what they do have on their side is is a lot of chemistry yeah. and continuity yeah. there. So yeah,
2: Utah, I'm looking at the Jazz. Definitely, Utah had did more additional than subtractive, and adding someone like Mike Conley is going to steer your ship to the right direction. And also, that's like the best mentor that. Mitchell can ever ask for right, uh, in that position. So I I know it's I'm not I'm not trying to say that I don't think that Utah is going to go anywhere. I just feel like at at this moment, someone someone like Utah th- that's always had that like okay, they th- this is going to be the next step. Like Donovan Mitchell is going to take his next step, and then Rudy Gobert is going to be his next step. But they've never gone that extra step, right? For for me, I I feel like this is the year that if they're going to show them that they're worth all this hype this is the year. I I really hope that they prove a lot of people right. I I just don't yeah. see it right now.
0: And you know, I guess on on that note, I mean, we did touch upon a little bit about the overratedness of the Celtics um who saw their own shakeup over the offseason and Raptors fans everywhere were rejoicing in watching them save all these assets and make all these plans to acquire Anthony Davis only to lose Anthony Davis, lose Kyrie Irving, lose Al Horford and I mean not, not to shame Kemba Walker's decision but I mean that's that's a huge subscri- uh not not as huge of an addition compared to all the subtractions that they had so that leads me to the follow up to my previous question who's the best team in this conference I think we can all agree it's not the Celtics but uh I, I guess I will start it off with going. Um, actually, oh, man, I don't want to start with this. I don't want to start <laughs> I can with this.
1: Go
0: again. Yeah, Dre, you go. You, who's who's the best team in the East? Who's the team God, to beat?
1: This one's even harder because so many teams got shaken up. Like uh, the, I don't know because there's there's an easy, lazy answer. You could say it's the Nets, but it's also not the Nets because on paper they're kind of like the lakers to me where they have all these pieces but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's all going to work out not to mention that kyrie's got his own injury issues and durant's out for a year mm-hmm. so you have yeah that. it's
0: absolutely not the nets but that's my two cents but go ahead
1: exactly then then you could say oh it's the bucks but is it though because a lot of their pieces are relatively the same and the ones that aren't are pretty major losses. Then you have the 76ers who lost and gained a lot, but I think with all that they gained, Redick was the biggest loss. Uh, it, when I say you can replace Jimmy Butler, you can't, but you could find a worthy person for his position. But the fact that they lost Redick as well... yeah. As a, as a Sixers fan, I don't know. That doesn't, I, I think the process needs to restart. I think there's something a little iffy there. So whereas so many teams on the West are like, wow, Jazz, Clippers, where did you guys come from? You know, you bring it back to the East and it's not that they're not as good. It's, I, I feel like you, we need to see the games in action. So the best. I currently don't really have an answer. I'll try and pick one just so I could pick one right now because we like to date these things. Uh, <laughs> in short, anybody but the Knicks because they got severely screwed and whatever, I don't like them that much. That's so fine. But uh, <laughs> but if I had to pick one, um, geez. Oh. It's hard, eh? This might be stupid, but I might go with Bucks. I might go box again. I don't think
2: that's stupid. I I don't. I definitely don't think. I think the the Bucs did uh, continue, like, continuity-wise, they're still there, but they lost a huge, huge piece in knocking Brogdon. Uh, in the playoffs, yeah. outside of Giannis and sometimes Brook Lopez, Brogdon was who a lot of Raptors fans feared. And he's such a smart point guard he can shoot threes. He can get fouls. He can lead your team. And the fact that the Bucks lost them—that's a—that's a really big player to lose in in uh, a team that needs a lot of, I guess, maturation. Um, the Giannis is gonna be Giannis, but like outside of that, there's there's really nothing else. You got the two like Brook Lopez brothers, and and that's it. And <laughs> the both uh, named broken.
1: and Robin doesn't exist. <laughs> I mean, the the two the two he, sides. Let's be honest. Brothers,
2: he is right. he is the Luigi of the Lopez's forever, <laughs> right? Um, but I, I feel like yeah, it's the 76ers are probably up there for me. Um, losing Jimmy Butler, arguably isn't the worst thing. Uh, And then you add someone like Al Horford that is going to play uh, side by side with Embiid. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty disgusting right there. That's, that's a crazy lineup. Um, This for the Celtics, uh, you know, Irving kind of comes with his own baggage, but for to pick up Kemba, that's not, that's a pretty good pickup for them because the, the, the Hornets was never, like, Jordan never really made a good line or surrounded Kemba with a good enough team for him to relish. Like, he, he Kemba was an all-star because he had to be. But when you put Kemba in, like, a good situation, like the Celtics to play with Tatum, to play with Brown, to play with Rozier, this is, that, I, I feel like that's a great, great situation for for Kemba. Do I think that they're going to be the top of the East? I'm not sure, Uh because does Kemba have to you know take a step back in his role and is are the young guns are going to play like they were when um Kyrie was injured we'll see from there but uh I think the the one the dark host was probably going to be the Pacers picking up Malcolm Brogdon uh also TJ Warren Jeremy Lamb like TJ McCollum too from the Sixers like that's that's not that's a pretty good team right Derek there Rose. Derrick Rose is there too yeah there you go I'm uh And and hopefully we don't know how what the status is with Victor Oladipo, but if he comes back uh, midway through the season and coming through the playoffs, that might be the dark horse for the top of the East.
0: Um, let me start with the Bucks. They are I have it as a one A and a one B. One B is going to be the Bucks. Um, You know, you guys mentioned that they have both Lopez brothers. Uh, they also have both Antetokounmpo brothers. Ah, uh, uh, that's yeah.
1: true. Yeah, I forgot about that.
0: So brotherly love. <laughs> exactly. They're doing. They're doing. The Bucks are doing what they can to keep you honest there, but they know that two years from now he'll be a Raptor. But that's a different pod. Um, so one A for me um, is the Sixers. So yeah. last year they drafted. Uh, oh, man, I hope I see his name right. Uh, Jair Smith. Uh, he got injured. Was out for the season essentially. Um, but they have you know they have high hopes for him, right? Um, they also picked up Josh Richardson in the Butler trade. The reason why I bring up those two names, their wingspan is six foot 10. Ooh, now damn. those are the two shortest players on the team. Holy crap. Everyone else has a wingspan of 611 or higher everyone else. Jeez. This team is effing long. Yeah, like long. <laughs> like it ranges from six ten, as I mentioned, all the way up to Embiid and Kyle O'Quinn, both of who have seven feet five wingspan. This team is nuts. So I, I say that that defensiveness makes up for the their lack of shooting. I mean, you guys hit it on the head. Like the loss of Reddick is huge. The loss of Butler is huge. Um, but where they make up for that is on defense. So they will, you know, shut every opponent down. They may not get a whole lot of scoring, but they'll get enough. Um, they're the team that I, I'm tentatively picking as the best in the East. Um, but, you know, I see nothing wrong with picking the Bucks because, yes, the, the loss of Brogdon, uh, Brogdon was huge, um, but they're a deep enough team that I feel like they can at least scrape out a – Uh, Another very good um, regular season out of it. So it's between one of those two teams. Um,
2: Speaking of which, uh, you know who would be a fantastic pickup for the Sixers? Uh, Livingston. Just to have that backup point guard. Another behind uh, Simmons uh, and v- very, very long and smart point guard, that would be a good pickup for them. Not saying that, you know, it should because with this is a Raptors podcast. I would like Livingston on our team, but I'm just saying if 76ers decide to t- pick up Livingston, that's a pretty good move for them.
0: Yeah, as a Raptors fan, I'm thinking, hey, he'd make a great third point guard. As a Raptors fan, if he ends up on the Sixers, it is, hey, it's another guy on your on your team who can't shoot. So uh, I'm good either way. <laughs> <laughs> fair,
2: fair. Jeez
0: um so I guess one other thing that I wanted to hit upon before we hit uh we have a special segment here at the end of this pod but before we hit to that uh, I just kind of want to get your quick thoughts guys on um opening night that's going to be a huge one and you know we there are starting to be some some games that are already being announced for next year at least in the preseason like we know um, you know, that the the Clippers and Kawhi will make his preseason or one of his first games, preseason debut, I guess, against the Mavericks um, in, in mid-October. I believe it's October 17th. So probably at some point soon, we're going to hear about um, opening day. And opening night is usually reserved for the defending champions. So that's us. And right. my question to you guys is who do you think... She- should be our opening night opponent
2: Ooh, um is it usually the east that we would that we would face in the opening night
0: yeah i know you want to say clippers right uh, i
2: don't want to no, say clippers. I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't because i don't know if i can if i can deal with that yet i, I kind of want to get comfortable with the clippers Separated from the Raptors for a little bit, then see them go head to head. But like
0: Yeah, I highly, I highly doubt it's the Clippers. I mean they only come here once a year. I doubt it's for opening night. As much as we'd all like it to be, you know, Kawhi being here. But um yeah, I, I highly doubt that. So I mean outside of that, uh, Dre, you got any thoughts on, on who is, we should?
1: Does it have to be East restricted? Can it be ideally West, even though we don't meet up with those teams as often?
0: No, it would because... be the, – then if it's if it's someone from the West, then you might as well just go with the Clippers, right? But, I mean, uh, who am I to say? I mean, that's just my two cents. That's well, just what I, I've seen. But typically, I'm it is the same cause, conference.
1: I'm thinking because you know, you know how this league is run. Uh, if they are going to go with the West, I'd actually say they would go with the Lakers because everybody wants to see the Lakers and what they've well, – like what, what they're looking like right now. But because it's going to be the East, I mean – Bucks without Kawhi would be interesting. You know, I yeah. would see what that would look like.
2: I, that wouldn't be too bad. Uh, I would give some thought about the Knicks, uh, not only because they are terrible. We get a blowout. <laughs> one, so we can get a blowout, and two, uh, because of RJ. Just so we can see RJ. Oh, yeah. You know, just for that Canadian connection. I think that would be pretty cool.
1: True. Uh,
0: this is a tough one. Because I, I have a feeling the, the league will – I don't know. I get this feeling the league will want to give us a – and it going to sound really bad, but they want to give us a game where it'll be competitive and yet the Raptors will win. So I have a feeling they won't give us <laughs> the Bucs or the Sixers on at least not an opening night. Maybe that's like the second night. Maybe. Celtics would be not know. That's just, that's just me. Then that's that's where I was going with this. was yeah. like maybe the, the Celtics or the Pacers – uh would be uh, you know a good one i think the celtics would be probably the best one just because that's our you know that's our rival and um it'll be a chance for them to and i can already see the tnt promos promoting kemba you know his first game as a celtic and but having to battle the the division rival raptors as they hang up their first championship banner whatever so that's where i'm leaning towards i you know i obviously hope and really do wish it was actually the clippers instead but you know as we were kind of saying earlier i don't think that's going to happen so um yeah so we have three different answers really so that's kind of cool cool. um i've spoken a lot dre i think it's your turn to talk i think you've got a special segment for us that you should absolutely (laughs) take the reins on
1: i don't know how special it's gonna be but um (laughs) This I'm is, excited. Uh... I should
0: tell all of our listeners we have no idea what he's about to say. So, buckle up.
1: I think that's what yeah, I love yeah, doing. No
2: idea. That's what I love about doing these pods because sometimes us three behind the scenes, we would just like say, Hey, I have an idea. And we were like, Okay, don't do, don't tell us. Just do it on the pod and we'll find out what it is. And I think that's why it's so exciting when we do this, man.
1: Well, luckily, none of the ideas have been bad, I guess, until now. So, how uh, <laughs> yeah, this goes. But, uh, uh, you know, so I don't want to rip off anything, but inside the NBA on TNT has one of my favorite segments ever Shaq in the full accounts as well. But once a year they have who he played for where Charles Barkley has to say what team these bench warmers or veteran players or journeymen are on and he's never gotten them fully right. However, I'm not going to do that because I feel like both of you would do pretty well in that, actually, which uh, if it's any consolation, he usually gets Livingston wrong because he appears often on these who he play for. So there's that. But instead, I've got something a little bit more pedantic. Um, wrap up with rap raps. So basically, <laughs> we've got uh, we've shout outs because so podcasts, podcasts are about shout outs, right? But we're not doing them. These are shout-outs I have found either because I know these artists or I specifically look them up. These are shout-outs and rap verses. So basically, it's totally a thing to be an athlete and pop up in a lot of these songs, especially hip-hop. And that goes without saying with the NBA. But you wouldn't think there'd be too many Raptors verses, but there actually are quite a few. Now, the rules are... Number one, they could be past or present, so these can be older uh, Raptors players. They don't have to currently play with us because that would be too hard. That would immediately disqualify one of the verses I have. Wink, wink, it's Kawhi Leonard. Secondly, uh, to make it a bit more difficult, and I don't even know if he actually has any Raptors verses, I'm not going to go with Drake. I actually don't know if he has any, but I didn't bother looking. He might. I actually don't know. But I'm not going with Drake because that would have been the obvious answer. Basically, I'm gonna give both you guys three guesses, um, or three options to pick from, and I've got five. So uh, I don't know how to say who he played for in this instance, but uh, but who wrapped this basically? So okay. uh, let's do this. Let's start off, I, and I'm not gonna actually try and wrap the bars. I'm just gonna say them, and any swear words, I'm just gonna bleep out. So. The first one, and there are th- I'll give the options before and after the verse. We've got Schoolboy Q, Earl Sweatshirt, or Freddie Gibbs. And the verse is, nothing was blank awesome, trying to make it from the bottom, his sin's feeling, feeling as hard as Vince Carter's knee cartilage is. So we got a shout out to Vince Carter. <laughs> okay. It's a, it's a pretty dope line. Okay, so, so we've got Schoolboy <laughs> Q, Earl Sweatshirt, Freddie Gibbs.
2: I don't know who Earl Sweatshirt is
1: though no. you should he's a good rapper he's okay. good uh
2: i'm going to go with schoolboy q because he's relatively new and he says uh something about vince carter's kneecaps and i'm I'm assuming that's referring to him
1: being old
0: i'm gonna actually go with that too because schoolboy q is the only name i know of the three you listed <laughs> yeah.
1: okay well uh both of you are wrong Damn. it actually is earl sweatshirt it's Earl oh, Sweatshirt. Okay, okay. And it's on Chum, Off the Door album, which is an amazing song. So Earl's Sweatshirt. All right, all right. To make this a bit easier again, I'm going to give you the exact same three options, but here's a different song. So, Schoolboy Q, Earl Sweatshirt, Freddie Gibbs again. The lyric this time is, You've been the same blank since 2001. Well, it's left-handed shooter Kyle Lowry, The Pump. Schoolboy Q. Earl Sweatshirt or Freddie Gibbs? Freddie Gibbs. Going Freddie Gibbs? Okay. I'm
0: going going with the one name I know again, Q.
1: You're both wrong again. It's Earl Sweatshirt (laughs) again, guys. (laughs) 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 They're not all Earl Sweatshirt. That's the last time.
2: Okay. okay. That was
1: a guest feature of his on Danny Brown's Really Doe," which features Kendrick Lamar, Earl Sweatshirt, a lot of hit rappers. So check it out. Clearly. This guy's from Los Angeles,
2: too. Why does he talk about the Raptors?
1: He loves the Raptors. I don't know. He's a all big right. fan of big fan of ours. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check so, you out, Earl
2: Sweatshirt. I just like your name <laughs> too.
1: Here's a bit of a longer verse. So we've got three rappers here, all different. I'm not gonna do. There's no more Earl Sweatshirt. I promise. Uh, Tyler, the Creator, Vince Staples, and Killer Mike. So the verse is: You better have a dance game similar to Diddy, or play B-ball above the rim like Smitty, Josh, Chris Bosh, Paul Gasol, or any other blank that ball at all. So we've got a shout out to Chris Bosch this time. And technically, Pogasol can be an honorary Raptor because his his brother's with us now. So, eh, okay. why not? Okay. But Tyler the Creator, Vince Staples, or Killer Mike? I don't,
2: I feel like Tyler the Creator doesn't watch basketball. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to go with Vince
0: Staples. Okay. Oh, man, I was too. Okay, I'm not, I don't want to have the same answer as you. I'm gonna go against what you said and I'm gonna say Tyler's the creator.
1: All uh, right, guys, I don't know how to say this. You're both wrong again. It's oh, killer Mike. Oh man. Yo. Killer Mike on the mic. Outcast alumni killer Mike. Wow. Guys.
0: Wow. Okay, clearly we're we horrible. Not... Every... We are... I think we've lost this... a whole lot of listeners, oh yeah. Right? Oh, yeah.
2: We've just shown this is just our definitely going to... we've either this is shown our who you
1: play for. Levels. I know.
2: We've either shown our age or our taste in music, Jay. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, okay, we got two more. You can redeem yourselves. Thank
0: you to the three listeners still listening. We <laughs> love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it up it's, up it's us three. Coughing.
2: It's us three listening. <laughs> <laughs> just us <was> three.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so we got another one. Uh, a bit of a more current Raptor or former Raptor. When you the underdog, you got us. Oh, I'll I'll give you the the options. the T, Ray Shrimmered or Young Thug. So the verse is, when you're the underdog, you gotta show him. You know I'm balling baby like DeRozan. 20 missed calls are busy at the moment. I love that verse because it gives a shout out to DeRozan, but it also points out the 20 missed calls that the Raptors get all the damn time, uh, which is amazing. So, okay. Pusha T, Ray Shrimmered or Young Thug?
0: Ooh.
2: I don't know the second guy. I don't know who Ray Shrimmer is. So I'm going to who I'm gonna go with, duo. by the way. You're gonna go with?
0: I'm going. I'm
2: gonna yeah, go yeah. with I'm gonna go with Young Thug.
1: I can tell you one of you are right for once.
0: Yes, thank you. Okay,
1: tell us. It's who Ray rumored the duo. Uh, I don't know yes. which one in the group, but it was one of the one of the two in Ray rumored said that. So nice. we got one more. You can tie it, you can pull up for the win. Um all right, so the three options are Big boy, formerly from Outcast, Logic or Royce the five nine.
2: Okay, I know who these and, guys are. Alright,
1: let's do this. Let's do
2: this. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Just there hope, you go. So,
1: um, so the first is all you needed is five minutes. Every style got augmented. Well endowed in God's image. Never smile, Kawhi Leonard. So we got a Kawhi reference here. Ooh. Royce the five nine. Logic big boy. This one's a bit easier if you really if you know the three artists, really think about that kind of mm. lyrical style and who it could be. Well and down in God's image, never smile Kawhi let it. Like, it's it's pretty signature.
0: I'm going go to go with Big Boy. Nine.
1: You're going to go with Big Boy? I'm going to okay. go with, with Royce. I'm going go to go with Royce. Well, damn, I don't have a tiebreaker. Jason, you got it right. It's yes! Royce to 5'9". Nine. Wow. Yes.
0: As, as
1: a part of as a part of P-Rhyme, his duo with uh, DJ Premier, Royce to 5'9", that's a verse of his. Mm. So god i don't have a tiebreaker um,
2: man i like this Trey.
1: that's okay we'll re- i don't have a tiebreaker we'll
2: remember this we- we'll remember this tiebreaker and then you'll come up with like a final one in a next episode to break the tie
1: okay uh here's the tiebreaker whoever says it first who did the next episode
2: dr dre what
1: yep dr dre i win <laughs> it's a terrible time breaker but i mean i i I didn't complain Uh, (laughs) so there you go that was um (laughs) wrap up with rap raps uh we can do this maybe next year as well as our own version of who we play for uh technically you're both tied and you both need to check out some earl sweatshirt check out some uh killer mike uh vince staples push a t if you need uh there's a lot of good hip hop out there. Okay. There's okay. a lot of good hip hop out there.
0: Would you say that that's that's a wrap on wrap up with rap raps? <laughs>
1: <laughs> on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, man. Uh, speaking of which, uh, and uh, tongue tying and all of that, I believe that is a wrap. Uh, let's let's <laughs> do some self plugging. We haven't done that in ages. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jay, where can we find you?
0: Oh yeah. Um, Find me on Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. Um, and, and quick shouts to, um, you know, basically anyone over at CBC who happens to be listening. Um, they've been huge promoters of, of me and Raptors HQ and specifically of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they've called me in various times throughout the playoffs to come in, either on radio or on television. And I am... I, I'm dumbfounded by by all the support that they've been given. Um, they've been asking me to come in several times for analysis on on various things throughout the playoffs and throughout this Kauai adventure. And honestly, just shouts to them because um, you know they, they've got a great group there and very supportive. And you know, support your Canadian radio, right? And um, yeah, that's 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 not really a plug of mine. It's just more shouts to them. So thank you. Um, but yeah jay over to you
2: yeah man absolutely man every single time i see you on cp24 or cbc news or on the radio man it's like it always says uh it's either a co-host or a creator of that's a rap creator right? <laughs> i don't know where that came from <laughs> and i and i love <laughs> jay, it jay the creator i love it but like yeah any any way or form that they can they you know they they shout us out and the work that you do on uh, on the screen uh, on and on the radio it's 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 fantastic so I commend you for doing all that this entire year and hopefully we can do it the next year as well, um but but yeah I mean you can follow me as always as jlone 20 on Twitter you can find us on Twitter at that's rap pod and also on Raptors HQ uh, clearly we are, were on a we were on a little bit of a hiatus one because you know we were kind of mourning uh, the Kawhi loss for the Raptors but also you know just so we can celebrate the the championship i mean it's 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 such a it's just a win for us and um i want the raptor fans and all the listeners that to know that you know what as as much as it feels like it sucks right now that we lost the the top player in the world right now um there's only been i don't know I, i believe 11 or 10 or 11 champions in the nba history we're one of them that's something that no no one can take that away from us. Our our the the emblem of the trophy will always be on the jerseys from now until eternity, and you got to be happy about that. You got to be happy where we were where we were in the beginning, where we who we who we've drafted in our history, where we've been, where we played, who we teamed up with, all the trades that all the crap that we've gotten, all the crap that you've gotten as a Raptor fan. Just to just to say that you're a Raptor fan. Uh, now that we're here, now you can say that you're a champion. Doesn't matter anymore you got to feel it you got to love it and you got to embrace it and maybe we can win it again uh hopefully hopefully in our lifetime because honestly i didn't think that i was going to see it until i was older uh but now that we are a champion i i, I can't i can't, i love it i love it so yeah thank you to all the uh fans that have been listening to sticking by us through this entire year i can't wait until we pick this up again uh for the next season uh but but yeah man and uh dre finally where can we find you brother
1: yeah uh first off i just want to thank everybody for sticking by us uh you know typical raptors fashion you guys never waver um the thick and thin of whatever season it may be you guys are still raptors fans listening to us thank you so much uh we're gonna get through this we're gonna be all right we're gonna be we're gonna be tight uh secondly yes thank you to the cbc for featuring our boy jay all the time yeah i mean it's it's incredible i mean i i don't know uh i'm speaking on my own behalf i don't see i don't know what worth they're seeing here but i'm with two talented guys so i guess there's something just thank you so much and uh thank you jay for representing us in such a such a graceful wonderful statistically inclined light just fantastic yeah. uh, Make lastly, it, make you make it seem me. like we
2: know what we're talking about yeah it's great
1: <laughs> <laughs> i sure so don't uh you can find me on, on Twitter at Andreas Babs. And my film website, filmsfatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E dot uh, com. Still running, uh, still doing masterclasses, still doing reviews. You know how it is. And, yeah, that's basically it. Go Raptors. We've got another season ahead, guys. Yes, sir.
2: All right. Well, until then, hopefully we'll see you, talk to you next week or the week after. It doesn't matter. We will be here. But until next time, boys, that's a wrap.
1: Shout out to the miracle that Rajon Rondo finally stayed on one team for two years. (laughs)